0: Hello and welcome to the Meet the Expert series of the Talking Locksweet Locksuit Podcast. I am your host, Adi Balogun, and this episode is produced by Savage Media. After a well deserved break from season 2 of our podcast, in this first episode of season 3, we would like you to meet Atilola Zeno, a trichologist and certified advanced cosmetic scientist, as she takes us on some education on the basics of trichology. Atilala gives a fine introduction of her expertise and craft which speaks for itself. So without further ado, let's get the conversation going. Hi Atilala, good afternoon and welcome to the very first episode of the Meet the Experts series on the Talking Lockitude podcast. I'm really happy that you have joined us today and um thanks for kicking off this this series so can we get to meet you
1: hi everyone thank you very
0: much
1: i'm very excited to be on your podcast um it's a privilege and i do not take it lightly like at all of course my name is Matilda, as you zino know. i'm a certified trichologist i'm also an advanced cosmetic scientist i own african naturalistas in lagos nigeria and African naturalistas, hair care services all over the world. So um, I'm very passionate about hair care, as you know, and I use my knowledge uh, to roll out several products, services and innovations to help women all over the world. So I feel like if you can reach them with your products, um, you can reach them with your services. And because of that, um, I've gone ahead to create hair products, over 50 hair products and several services, including memberships um special accountability programs Uh, we have master classes we have conferences Uh, we have a hair clinic of course and for our air clinic we have both physical services such as uh, you know the physical trichology consultation the micro needling the high frequency and we also have the virtual services which some of which i've mentioned so we have the online trichology consultations we have our hair loss restoration programs we have so many things that i would not be able to. Really take this time to talk about. But when it comes to helping ladies with their hair and with their scalp, I can do anything. I can create any program as long as I know that it's be beneficial to the people. So I just love seeing people with um, great hair, healthy hair, healthy scalp, and peace of mind.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like an awesome introduction. And there's so much that you're up to. I have known you since we were back in university as a dancer and then seen us morph into, you know, what life has brought us to at this point, which kind of we meet again in the hair industry. Um, Today, I would really like to talk to you About your experience and your work as a trichologist. And I think for most people, until you have a hair problem, you never even get to know that a specialist called uh, a trichologist exists. So, what does it mean to be a trichologist? What is the practice of trichology?
1: Okay, so basically, what they do in trichology, what a trichologist does is that they solve basically hair and scalp disorders using topical treatments. um, I think that's the summary of it all. Anything that has to do with hair loss issues or scalp disorders or hair care maintenance generally, um, that is what a trichologist does. We we are not medical doctors, so we work in conjunction with other medical practitioners like doctors, nurses, dermatologists, just to make sure that somebody has uh, good and healthy hair. So there are some things that... Doctors will generally not touch. They will generally not do because it doesn't come under the purview. I mean, a doctor really bothers themselves about some, some basic hair loss issues or some basic scalp disorders. Trichologists are the ones who do that. But when it comes to you know uh, having to do with things like we suspect hormonal imbalance, we suspect that this person needs surgery. We suspect that there's something deeper going on, like a thyroid function issue, and all. Then we send them to the doctor. So we work. All of us we work in conjunction with uh, with one another. Okay.
0: okay. Um. Thanks a lot for that clarity. Um. So basically, um, you treat from a topical perspective, and then you work in conjunction with other experts to treat internally if there's an hormonal or or some other type of um, imbalance from the inside, I suspected. So I would like to speak specifically. Coincidentally, you were one of the... Not we, you were one. You are actually the very first person I asked where I could lock my hair back in 2009, because at the time, you already had locks. And then you went and had locks that grew, that were long and beautiful. Sorry, I didn't get
1: that. Can you come again?
0: I said, that you said you were, I was one of the people... No, I said you were actually the very first person I asked where I could lock my hair back in 2009, because at that time you had locks, and then, you know, I know you cut your locks, and then you have locks right now as we speak. Yes. Yeah. So um I know that trichology covers all types of hair, but most times when people... deciding to lock their hair there's a feeling that it has become something else it's now different from your loose natural hair or even your relaxed hair you hear questions like should i wash it how would i wash it you know what shampoo should i use so it becomes something a little bit more special there's that assumption that it is so my question to you is that from a scientific point of view when you choose to lock your hair has anything changed or is it still just hair
1: um, it's just hair. Very few things have changed. In the fact that, of course, you don't detangle your hair anymore. I think that's like the main—the main thing. You don't detangle your hair anymore then your styling practices have changed. But when it comes to the, what is growing out of your head, then a lot is still the same.
0: Okay. Because okay. Go on.
1: Logist. And after I became a trichologist, and I knew better. You get that? There were some things that I allowed be. I'm mean, talking with personal perspective now. There were some things that I just took for granted after I became a trichologist because, yeah, I'm a trichologist and my hair is locked, so I should not have taken taking for granted. So I know firsthand that a lot is still the same.
0: Okay, great. Okay, so that's that's. I just want to make sure that at least whatever conversation we have is specifically applicable to people that have lock, locks. So um, Okay, As a loctician myself, and without having the background of the scientific study of hair, you know, I deal with hair on a daily basis and you see people coming with problems of thinning hair, um, dandruff, extreme dandruff, scaly scalp, you know, and I personally know when to stop because usually um, the first thing you do is that you just try to recommend all sorts of products to try and help your customers. But I know that my experience is mostly limited to my own personal hair. And fortunately for me, I don't have that many issues. But I see people come with extreme dry scalp, um, dandruff, and all these other things that I've mentioned. Um, I think one of the most common problems that I get to see in my practice is dandruff, on the very basic part of it, and and, um, something that is now called psoriasis. I think I hope I'm pro- pronouncing that correctly, which I understand is different from yeah, yeah. from from dandruff. But at what point, as an individual, when you start to see problems in your hair, do you think you need to leave your regular stylist and look for a trichologist?
1: Okay, first, now let's like say that um, trichologists are no stylists, mm-hmm. um, so you can't leave your stylist. see a trichologist you have to work with both of them at the same time and when you have a scalp disorder like you have mentioned you have to continue seeing your stylist and seeing your trichologist and i hope that stylists are wise enough or knowledgeable enough to know when to refer their clients to a um, trichologist so when you have when you have uh, seen something that is um you have for example if your anti-dandruff shampoo is not working for you then see a trichologist i mean it's as basic as that you don't need to see if you if you you think it's like this dandruff then you don't need to see a trichologist because a trichologist will recommend an anti-dandruff for you if you go to see him or her but if you have used at the point where you have used uh, an anti-dandruff shampoo then it is not working or use an anti-dandruff shampoo and, so, a day later or two days later. You, I mean, the snakes, the, uh, the flakes are falling off your scalp yes, like rain, then you know that this is more than danger Because the truth is that what many people think is dandruff is not that. Dandruff is basically dry scalp that is agitated by uh, a particular fungus called P over. You get so, uh, once it's getting too serious, you see a trichologist. Because if you do not see a trichologist, then it's going to get worse and worse and then you start, you know, displacing yourself outside there. Then if it's something noticeable enough for your stylist to, to see,
0: mm-hmm. then I
1: think that you should also see a trichologist because many times a lot of people have issues that their stylists are, can, can, don't know because it's not that noticeable. But once people start saying it, once your stylists start complaining about it, then I think it's time for you to see a trichologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work with both of them, you yes. I know very, very few trichologists that are stylists. Mm-hmm. I think I know just one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I know just one. No, two, not one actually. I just know one, but most times one in Nigeria and one in the US, who is my, 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 my trainer, my lecturer. But most times, trichologists are not usually mm-hmm. stylists. Okay.
0: Of yes. Course. Okay, oh, that's um, awesome um, information to know when to, like, at least see somebody when something else is happening. Now, from a point of view, I think you had mentioned that your personal experience, you had abandoned some, or you had taken some things for granted when you decided to lock your hair, even though you're a trichologist, and then you started to see defects. Can you tell us a little bit about that so that we can learn from that experience?
1: okay so two things or three things um i my hair is very interesting the front of my hair is like baby hair the middle of my hair is normal hair the back of my hair is normal hair so the front of my hair is very full my hair is very full very long but the front is just different it doesn't lock on time um it easily loses and it's very very freezy you get so first mistake i made was um. When I started locking my hair, even though I knew about traction, alopecia and all, at the point where I started locking my hair, I kept allowing my hair to be locked, the front of my hair, which is basically the, it's called the frontal region. You understand? Because we have the frontal region, the parietal region, the occipital region, and the temporal region. Most times, the blood vessels that supply these particular regions are different. That's why one person can have four different hair textures. Because the blood vessel and everything happening in the parietal region is different from the frontal region. So, as much as to get this to be very scientific, I, the frontal region of my hair, which is the front of my head, was being locked at with the same intensity as the parietal region you get, as the occipital region. And three months or four months, I complained, I'm like... This thing is cutting. But the issue was that I had postpartum alopecia because I just had the baby then. And I was like, okay, it's like, no, 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 it's because you guys just had a baby. It is the same as your postpartum alopecia, mm. right? Then it happens that I had a, another baby back to back. So even when he recovered, I see, have a little skin. postpartum alopecia. So you cannot really complain because uh, 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 it's postpartum alopecia. And, and to be very honest, postpartum alopecia had a lot to do with it. So I had just one left area, one right area, two locks fell off. and mm-hmm. uh, But they are fully regrown now. you won't even know. Anyway, I couldn't really argue that much. And then every time I stopped breastfeeding, I dye my hair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I really wanted to do these interesting locks I've not done. I've not done. Um, I just wanted to experiment in my hair. So, you know, you stop breastfeeding, you dye your hair, then you get pregnant, then you stop mm-hmm. breastfeeding, then you dye your hair again. Anyway, it all boils down to the fact that by the time I finished breastfeeding the second child, who was back-to-back with the first child, the, front, the frontal region of my hair was nothing to write on my back. And I looked at my locks in the Wrong, and I said there is something wrong. Mm-hmm. There is something wrong, and I remember the second time I did the dying was well, intense dying. So the, they are trained my locution,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the, the new locutions were. Well, it was a very. Let me just say, it was a very beautiful style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really. It was so done like, if I wasn't careful, the hair would have fallen out of my head, totally. Mm-hmm. You get, and I was like, I blamed myself because I know better. Mm. Yeah. I know better. Um, I I know better. If somebody had done this and had come to visit the hair clinic, I would have almost blamed the person if the person had the same hair care knowledge like I did. But. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't you know, like. I'm even I'm looking for a way to, to, put, to put my statements together. You get, I, I, so I
0: completely it took understand. Me to yeah, one
1: year journey of repairing that was unnecessary. What would I have done? What would I have done differently? Yeah, I might say I've dyed my hair, but maybe not dyed with such intensity, you know, I'm allowed such intensity of, of traction after dying it. Mm-hmm. you get and uh, maybe I would have said okay Adlana, your the front of your hair is different from the back of your hair because that's the truth the front of my hair is different from the back of my hair I can't do I can't hair can never fall off the at, at, at back of my hair or in its parietal region but the front of my hair it can easily fall off it used to fall off when I used to braid my hair in those days when I knew nothing about hair care so why should I think it would be different now that I'm locking my hair Interesting. So, uh, yeah, that, Interesting. That, that that was my mistake. And, um, yeah, I'm on the journey of recovery. Yeah, I've recovered fully, but, yeah, it can still you be better. that was my mistake.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, so that's awesome information. There are two things that you actually spoke on in sharing your personal experience that I would like us to... Uh, that, first of all, I didn't realize that the act of stopping breastfeeding can actually even affect your hair. This is the first time I'm hearing Whoa. that.
1: Okay. No, no, I, I, I think there's a mistake there. The act of stopping breastfeeding doesn't affect your hair, but I could, I could only dye my hair when I stopped breastfeeding. Okay,
0: okay, so I, okay, okay. Yeah, so the,
1: that's why the dye coincided with that, because I dyed my hair twice. After the first breastfeeding, and after the second breastfeeding. Okay. And immediately after the first breastfeeding, I got pregnant immediately. So I'm dyeing my hair, I'm getting pregnant immediately, my body is changing, my hair is falling, and I'm still engaging in in serious traction. So it was all those factors put together.
0: Okay, all right, cool. So basically you shouldn't actually dye your hair while you're breastfeeding. Yeah,
1: my my stylist is a very knowledgeable one and she refused to dye your hair. And that's just because the you know it's chemical. Mm-hmm. Anything can stick into your bloodstream. That's the truth. Okay. ideally you should not relax your hair when you are breastfeeding you can relax your hair but what if you are the unlucky person what if you are the unlucky person, we'll if you are the unlucky person of... that gets the the, 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 the the chemical CCT of bloodstream mm. the people yeah. that have CCCA today they are the unlucky ones but not everybody relaxing their hair have CCCA but the unlucky ones have CCCA at the end of the day um, CCCA is central C- um, centrifugal um, alopecia
0: Okay. Sorry for the okay. <laughs> magical <channels. laughs> I was going to ask and so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that yes. you kind of cleared that. So that's yes. when the center of your hair basically pulls out.
1: Yes. No, when, the, when there's a scar tissue that forms underneath your scalp, mm-hmm. it basically affects the center of your hair. So the scar tissue blocks the hair follicles, and the and hair follicles basically die off, and the hair stops growing. Interesting. And there's a thick scar underneath your scalp.
0: Interesting.
1: Is invisible to the
0: eyes, yes. Interesting. That is a very, very interesting thing because you see a lot of women yes. who are coming in with that sort of baldness. baldness yeah. And you yes. think that, yes. oh, what's going on? Sometimes is it yes. age? Is it hormones? So sometimes it might actually be from chemical, previous chemical yes. uh, processes yes. that you've done to your hair. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now with people that have locks, Color, like you rightly said, is one of the things that we all love to do. Everybody wants to see the yeah. blonde, green, gold, something. Sometimes some people will come to me and say, I want you to dye my hair white. And I'm always like, if I do that, wow. you will have no hair left. <laughs> <laughs> you will have no hair left at the end of that chemical process that will change your hair from black to white. So yeah. now, and I personally, based off of my experience of doing this for the past six years and seeing the effect of color has had on my own hair and on some of the people's hair that I've done. It's something that I really advise. And when people choose to do it, I kind of make them know that they really have to pay attention to taking care of their hair. I normally preach that when you color your hair, you are stripping it off of some of its natural, um, nutrients and layers. And so it becomes more susceptible to breakage. So as a trichologist, is there really a safe way to colour your hair? Or you just kind of have to live with the eventual damage that comes out of colouring your hair?
1: Well, there is a safe way to colour your hair, but the truth is that coloured hair is semi-damaged hair. That's the truth. There is nothing... We cannot hide from the truth. It is not my opinion. It is not your opinion. It is not the opinion of the... Of the cosmetics company it is pure science when you color your hair your corticals are raised when your corticals are raised your cortex is exposed period it is period you can put your hair under the uh, microscope and you will see for yourself it is the same thing as relaxed hair relaxed hair is semi-damaged because your corticals are permanently raised same thing for dyed hair your cuticles are permanently raised. So the only thing we have to do is to mitigate whatever semi-damage we have caused to our hair by colouring it. You can only mitigate it. You can only try to manage it, but you cannot have your cuticles as flattened as it is when it's not dyed. Mm-hmm. That is the pure truth. So how do you colour your hair safely? Use a professional, number one. Use mm-hmm. a professional go to a professional, somebody that is trained in hair coloring, somebody, because there's this thing where people, what people do now, that they just bleach the hair completely, and they leave bleached hair exposed, they don't, so what you're supposed to do is bleach, then deposit, right? Mm -hmm. And people just bleach, they don't deposit color, because they want the very blonde look, they want the very white look, as you have said, they want the very everything look, and they leave the hair bleached. They don't deposit any color back into, you know, so replace the melanin that has been taken out. That is that's another thing people do. They bleach, they don't deposit. Secondly, they don't go to professionals. Thirdly, they use um, products that that are not um, that are not worthy, like damaging products. So mm-hmm. remember, in those days when we used to relax our hair, we used to have the box relaxers and we used to have the kits. Mm-hmm. So it's always best for you to you have to use the kits, and you you cannot use the kits by yourself. You have to have a hair colorist using. Kits for you. You mm-hmm. get so you just stay down and use a box. I, I would not even advise anybody to just stay out to buy a box color and just do it themselves. Go to a professional stylist, let the professional stylist use the kits they have been trained um, to use because different professionals are um, trained with different brands, different kits, and they will take out the color and they'll deposit whatever it is they want to deposit. You yeah. get yeah. those are safe ways. I can say or dying. Therefore, maintenance. I mean, you know what to do. If you were moisturizing your hair once, by the time you color your hair, you moisturize your your hair ten times. Then it looks. I'm telling. If you want to have the, if you want to have the, your hair the way it used to be, anything you were doing once three times ten once you color your hair. Because remember, I said your cuticles are permanently raised. So mm-hmm. your cortex is exposed. It means it's exposed to heat, it's exposed to rain, it's exposed to sun, it's exposed to the weathering effect, it's exposed to everything. So whatever it is you're doing, do it times 10. If you don't want to be time 10, and many of us are guilty of it then. Don't, don't, don't color, color it.
0: your hair. Thank you just follow much. your hair
1: accept that it will be damaged yeah. you
0: can't eat your cake and have it <laughs> I, Aslala, I'm very happy yeah. that this is coming from the words of a, a professional because a professional psychologist and coming from a scientific place. because when I tell people it almost sounds like oh Ade you're just being very kumba here because I was like if you really yeah. I, I, I always try to have people understand I was like you need to make a choice most times if you are looking for length the fact is that that hair is most likely going to be damaged in a year or two and will fall off. So you will not achieve your length goal. So if you really want the color, do it, but you know that you're going to sacrifice something eventually for it. So I'm happy that we've had that color conversation. Now, um, I really want to talk to, even though my main focus was going to be trichology on this, but, um, there's the trend and, um, The internet for me has been a very controversial and interesting place. And I think that's one of the things that inspired me to try and put together a series about talking to experts, because everybody now puts a camera in front of their face and tells people what to do. So it's almost like sometimes you see some things and you're like, just watching the video, you're like, oh no. Don't do that, you know. You And you can see people like literally destroying their hair on a daily basis of this beautiful place called the internet that I'm grateful for. But, you know, it's very difficult for you to differentiate who is giving you good information and who isn't. So for most people, um, well, the, the way I'm taking the conversation to now is basically products. Is there any such thing as a miracle okay. product? Because, you know, people who have, Dry scalp, dandruff, psoriasis, psoriasis um, thinning hair, uh, the CCCA thing that you just talked about with the centrifugal loss of hair and all of that. So people are dealing with all spectrum of issues, but you see products that say, hey, this product is the product. It's, it's going to regrow your hair. Your hair is going to grow 10 inches in one month. Your And it promises all sorts of things. And then you know people rush and also marketing so of course they get the sales and then you you fall into that trap. Is there any such thing as a miracle product?
1: Um, okay. Because I'm a product manufacturer, um, I'm a cosmetic scientist. I can I think I can give a balanced uh view. Uh with I can, hello?
0: Yeah. Okay. I can give a balanced
1: view here. So um now what we have is products that stimulates hair growth. So, we have have things that actually stimulate hair growth. And um, some people use those ingredients in their products. But you will still need to do your work. So, now, like I tell people, if you give me hair follicles that are active, and you give me your dedication I need your dedication. Then, we can regrow your hair. If you're proud, we can regrow your hair using, and now there is this, you know, there is the, we are now really, really getting into the Ayurveda life where we have seen Ayurveda work well for hair loss recovery. Now, I'm talking about hair loss here. I'm not talking about grow your hair in seven months kind of thing. Mm -hmm. or grow form length hair in seven months. I'm talking of hair loss recovery now. People that have things like traction alopecia or androgenic alopecia, which is the hormonal type. So we have had things like people using DHT blockers or herbs that have DHT blockers. Those are dihydrotestosterone, which is the hormone that increase the production of allergens, uh, androgens sorry, that stop the hair from growing and makes that person develop androgenic alopecia. So we now have heard that we not, they have THC blockers, block those hormones. And we have, you understand, it's not more, everybody's not more subject to things like minoxidine anymore. So we have those things and we reverse those hair loss you get. So we can reverse hair loss with products, which is normal. That's why that's what trichologists have there to do anyway. mm mm-hmm. So if you have if you are looking for a miracle product or a miracle pill, because not only products it is pills also, you know, are you use and you grow your hair in uh, two months, mm-hmm. you get you grow two hair and with the hair. It's not gonna work. You get. Mm-hmm. The thing is we can only stimulate growth from your scalp. But the kinds of people that are looking for miracles products that I'm not ready to do work and they are a lot because most of these people that have traction have this is is out of
0: not company. doing the work that they get so in if, the first if, place
1: if, if if you continue with your lack of hair care your lack of proper hair care you're not going to get the results in fact the hair will grow but it will break as it's growing <laughs> it's only out that we know that it, like it will be growing and breaking you will not even know that it's growing so, for example, a, 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 a good example, you're using wigs, which is good. Wigs, wigs are fine. You're using wigs with severe traction alopecia. As the hair is trying to grow, the wigs will be shaving it off like a cutlass, shaving of grass. You will just be telling, oh, but these, these, your follicles are still active, they're still active. You will not see the growth. You will not see it with your physical eyes. They'll be getting shaved off almost immediately. So it is always best to focus on what got that person into that place rather than the products.
0: Right. Right, 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 right. Yes.
1: Rather than the product. We focus yeah. on the, the what got you there in the first place. Now, if it it's complete hair loss that we are trying to recover. That's a different business. So you take that one That's a more intense process. You take the take through the through the uh a particular program, whatever it was, it still requires hundred percent commitment from whoever is um, is, yeah, is, so
0: the, is the, the patient. be like that. Yeah. Right. That um, that makes. Yeah. All... So the
1: miracle product is this product stimulation plus the real miracle. Your work is a real miracle. The things is a real miracle. You get yeah. in most,
0: most, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I know we have talked about some scalp issues like the alopecia, postpartum and traction and even like um, dandruff and psoriasis. Um, the next question I have, because I know that trichology is basically a treatment of hair and scalp itself. Um, I'm of the opinion that everything kind of starts from the roots, so from your scalp. You know, if you have healthy scalp, the chances are that you will grow healthy hair. Um, does, can someone's hair have a disease, the hair itself, after it grows? Because, like, um, your nails, your hair is almost like dead cells that are still growing. But is it possible that your hair can be damaged by itself without external forces like color, which we've already spoken about. Is there, is, is there are there any such diseases that we can worry about or look out for?
1: Of course, it's not really talked about because they are not visible to the eyes, but a lot they are called air shaft disorders. So I'm just gonna um I'm just gonna give you some examples. Uh, they're called head shaft disorders, they are not hair loss disorders. So this is the hair that has grown out of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they have that, but and they end up manifesting themselves in form of breakage. Actually, you get, because when your 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 hair shaft is so that right, you cannot see it with your eyes. You can only just tell oh, this person's hair is broken, right? Mm-hmm. this person's hair, this is not our hair, why is my hair just breaking like, so are whole hair shampoo, so so I will just, um, open. I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm uh, just so that I make sure I give you like, a, a, um, a good example, mm-hmm. There are not things you see, you only see that in your, in your trichology class, your trichology school, and if they put somebody's hair under the trichos because most times they are concentrating on the scalp, not on the hair shaft And by the time that happens, um, the hair already fallen off. So there's something called bubble, for example, that's just out of my head. So this, there are some kinds of hair, hair strands that they have holes in between, and water that the the hair strands. I'm trying to explain mm-hmm. these things such that you can picture it in your head. Mm-hmm. You get so the. The, the water is trapped inside the hair strand. But you know that because the hair strand is so tiny, mm, so little eyes you, can, you cannot see it. So they are called bubble hair. We have things like um, people that have natural trichotolosis because uh, trichotolosis is just basically the hair that easily splits. You understand? Splits strands, so split ends. And there are some people that are very, very pro- prone to split ends. Um, as a result of of the kind of hair that they have. You understand? So they are very prone to splitting. So these are the people that their hair just breaks very easily, you get. And those kind of people are the kind of people that will benefit from um, finger tangling a lot of times. Or mm-hmm. are we still on the locks people? No, 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 I mean, no.
0: I when, yeah. when you're talking of air sharp disorders, you can't really talk mm-hmm. about
1: locks anymore. Because lock locked hair is locked. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For air sharp disorders, we are talking really about the people that have free hair,
0: yeah. not locked hair. Yeah. Okay, well yes. yeah, that I, I'm sure that there might be one or two people who are probably yet to lock their hair, who yes, listen to yes, the podcast and, and will benefit. Yeah. Yes. Who yes. will benefit from it? We
1: have something called, yeah, we are a lot, we have something called module. That is, the hair is like, it's twisted. It's like, you know when you take a, a the hair is just not, it's just twisted. Yeah. Like when you take a, a thread, eh, and you start twisting the thread by itself, you're not twisting it around each other, you just start twisting it, and it just looks twisted up. Some people hair are naturally twisted up like that, you get, so it is, uh, I wish, let's say it's a video podcast, I would have shown you pictures, so monoletries is basically twisted, so some parts are thin, you see part of the hair will be fat, part of the hair strand will be thin, part of the hair strand will be fat, part of the hair strand will be thin, because it's like twisted hair. Right. As I said, they are not really visible to the eyes. Then you have things like, um, uh, you have things like, um, well, that's not a hair strand um, disorder, that's multi gemini When you have many, many hair strands coming out of one follicle, that's why you have people that have really, 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 like, yeah, like, is this person's hair view? It's so full, full. because instead of one follicle to produce, like, two strands or three strands or even one strand, one follicle is producing as much as 10 to 11 strands. It's from one hole. You Mm -hmm. understand 10 to 11, and the person has, like, um, a million follicles over their head so you can imagine the fullness of the head. Yeah. Now we have things like Pelae incarnata which is ingrown hair mm-hmm. so the, the, the hair is so curly and so sharp that it grows and enters back enters grows back inside the follicle so it's, it's so coily, so sharp You it grows enters the follicle back and grows and it causes, causes an infection because it's called um, Pelae incarnata which is um, ingrown hair. So, we have uh, ringed hair. We have so many of them. But, yeah, yeah. people are not really concerned about this hair shaft disorder because it's really more about the hair loss. At the end of the day, shaft hair sharp disorders um, man- um, um, manifest themselves in form, in form of hair breakage.
0: Right. Okay, so um, thank you for the insights and the many technical terms that you've used. But definitely, I think if there's anything, um, you helped me to understand the real need for a trichologist and how, you know, this science is actually very important. So I think um, I will be wrapping up a bit shortly. And I think I have questions around two areas before we we wrap up. I want to go back to psoriasis because I think it's one of the most common and most disturbing hair disorders that, uh, or scalp disorders that I've, I've seen personally and a lot of people struggle with. And some people are even looking to lock their heads to try and see if they can manage it better or sometimes, you know, the reverse. Um, For most people, you know, I know I recommend a trichologist. They start to use some products and they get some relief. And is this a chronic condition or can it be reversed? Is psoriasis is, is something that you have to treat for the rest of your life or is... Can, can it really be reversed and you go back to normal when you have that condition?
1: It can be managed, let me put it that way. Okay. It can be managed to a point where it's, it doesn't really disturb you anymore. You get so. Um, I will say it can be reversed because if you stop managing it, uh, it can come back. It's quite well. Some people's own. Um, uh, m- are more chronic than others. others. You get so for some people it can be chronic. For some people, it's not. Psoriasis doesn't happen only on the scalp. It happens on some other parts of the skin also. For some people, it happens just on the scalp. You get, but I will say it can be well, well, well managed. Okay. You get it can be managed to the point where it will not. It will not be visible. Uh, but... You need to continue managing it. So I think that's the question. That's the answer I'll give to that.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So um, the last question is kind of, I don't even know, let me try and organize my thoughts so that the question comes out the way it is. Um, in, in my experience so far, I believe that like here, our our, our lives, our entire being is all connected. Everything is like all connected. And like you rightly said, when I have someone in my chair and I'm doing a consultation and I'm trying to understand what it is they want to even do with their hair from a style point of view, I try to understand other things about their lifestyle to influence how their hair will be treated, you know, because you're just missing them sometimes, most times for the first time. So you kind of have to get some background to, to, to decide how, what method you're going to use what products we're going to use, what kind of allergies they might probably have because sometimes some, people, some people's scalp reactions are actually just an allergic reaction to a particular product. So there's all of that. Uh, but at what point do you kind of really know when maybe it is your age, getting older is turning, making you lose your hair or if it's a hormonal imbalance or if it's an allergic reaction you know, because all of these things are so intricately connected. How is it, uh, let me give an instance of maybe an older woman who is approaching maybe mid-50s, so she's already at that age where some sort of hair loss is kind of expected. However, you are, you you know, um, (laughs) I'm really trying to get to the core of my question. How do you make these connections at as a trichologist to know exactly what the best cause of action for someone is?
1: Okay. So basically what um, questions we there are questions we ask
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that help us know and their patterns. They are trained to read patterns. So it's like a a traditional mm-hmm. <laughs> doctor. And the traditionalists will show the calories <laughs> and when it comes to say it's your it's from your is that illness, it comes. So we read the patterns, we read the shapes.
0: Mm-hmm. So when
1: we read so we reach we read patterns of hair loss, we examine the follicles and we ask questions. Mm-hmm. Is the patterns that tell us? So for example, a simple thing, homona hair loss does not happen in the middle of your head.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, let me put it not let me put, don't let me put it that way because for somebody is say, okay, what's of androgenic alopecia? Hormonal imbalance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hormonal imbalance does not manifest in the middle of the head. It doesn't. Hormonal imbalance or things like that, they happen in the temples. You get. Mm-hmm. They, ha- they happen in the temples. So when, it, when when you come with one in the middle of the head, we know number one, that's not hormonal imbalance. It is not postpartum alopecia. It is not hormonal imbalance. It does happen in the middle. I mean in the in the temporal region. You get. Right. So androgenic alopecia does not happen in the in the in the Samples. in the temporal region. It happens in the parietal region. So there are things that will happen but not all parietal regions are androgenic alopecia. So we have to go for that then examine the follicles. Right. Then there's you know there are, there are the vertical air loss, there's the circular air loss. So all those things are things we put together, by the time we are done with the consultation, we'll be able to tell. Uh, what particular hair loss this is. Then, if we have any issues, we can send the person for a scalp biopsy. So, Mm -hmm. now give, like, a 100% uh, diagnosis. Because what we give is about 98% diagnosis, 99% diagnosis for some kinds of hair loss. For some, we give 100% diagnosis. But for some kind of hair loss, give 100%, we can just say, now go out to a scalp biopsy. So, we use, basically, patterns. We use the state of the follicles. And we use, um, all The answers that we have gotten from the consultations to determine the kind of hair loss,
0: right? Thank you so much, Asilola. There's so much that we've gained from you that I personally have gained from you, even as a loctician. From this conversation, we've spoken extensively about scalp and hair issues, we've spoken about the effect of color, we've spoken about I, I've learned that you know you should probably be very careful with the dye if you're when you're breastfeeding, and there yes. is hope, there's definitely hope. For anybody who is experiencing hair loss uh, and um, even scanty hair, you kind of have to do the work and you have to make sure that you sort the right kind of experts that's going to help you on that journey. And so this, I think, has been a wordy conversation. And I know that um, about less than an hour is nowhere enough to kind of cover yeah. the issues around hair hair loss and all of that, so I'd like you to please let people know where they can find you, and um, yeah, so we'll take it from there.
1: Okay, <laughs> thank you very much for having me, it's been a privilege, I really love talking about hair, as you can hear, mm-hmm. I can talk about hair for, from mm-hmm. now till kingdom come. Um, you can find me um, at uh, African Naturalistas page that's Africa Naturalistas. One N in between, Africa Naturalistas page where um that's the parent page for all African Naturalistas products and services. You can also find us o- find us on the Good Hair Tribe. The Good Hair Tribe is very simple. The Good Hair Tribe on Instagram. Um, you can find us on uh, find me personally on um Instagram H A W T Y L O W L A my personal page is not that active as the african naturalistas page but i try um yeah so you can just send us. Um, uh, we can be reached at info at african naturalistas that never fails because all these other handles i am not there personally but info at african naturalistas you're sure to get <laughs> you're sure to get a response from me from info at african and on our website africannaturalistas.com um that now sends. Um, you to all our products and
0: our services. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think the biggest takeaway for me in regards to locks in this conversation is that locked hair is still hair and you have to take care of it. You cannot assume yes. that if you've locked your hair, you've abandoned it. You have to pay attention just like anybody else. So thank you so much again yes. for kicking off this first episode of the Meet the Expert series. I'm really excited. I think we're on to a good start, and I think the other guests that I have coming up will also shed so much light. I'm really proud of this, and thank you so much for helping out. It's my pleasure. Thank well. you very
1: much for having me. I, I would not mind coming back sometime next year. Okay. When this series has blown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: When this series has blown, now we
0: we can everybody's hearing our name so you just bring us back then oh please i'm glad that's a big <laughs> amen for me amen to that so see you in the future next year <laughs> yes yes all right. thank you very much
1: right. thank
0: you thanks all
1: right then all right. bye, bye.
0: Oh yes, this is indeed a good way to start off this season. Um, Atalala's conversation is validation in my mind that experts should indeed be sought in regards to hair care issues. Our conversation was packed and if you're out there thinking right now, if you need a trichologist, you should probably make that call. Well, in our next episode, we'll be talking to a fitness communicator who is certified in nutrition. That conversation is going to be packed full with a lot of information definitely do not want to miss it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Talking Locks with Tune podcast. It has been such a pleasure being your host. My name again is Ade Balogun and many thanks to our producer, Savage Media. To listen to previously published seasons and upcoming episodes in the Media Expert series, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are currently on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Deezer podcast. You can also find us on YouTube and our RSS feed. We are the Talking Locks podcast. Also, please don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at Lockitude, L-O-C-I-T-U-D-E, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until our next episode, don't forget to keep it locked in an attitude. Bye.